put them all in it. First name Terrence, last name Bennett, and it's not a gimmick. It's just me being you, me. That's that T E N T. It's just me being you, me. That's that T E N T. Yeah. T E N T. Yeah. T E N T. Good morning to each and every one of you. Um, this is TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 45, and I have former NFL cornerback who also played college football at the University of Auburn, Auburn University and was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts in the third round of the 2009 NFL Draft. And he also played for the Arizona Cardinals and the Baltimore Ravens. I have Gerard Powers with me this morning. Man, I appreciate you for taking time to be on my show. My dog, my dog. I appreciate you having me. All right. So, Gerard, can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Like you said, I went to Auburn uh, 2005 to 2009, left as a junior, got drafted, third round, four years in Indy, three years in AZ, and then uh, one year in Baltimore. All right, cool. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. Now, at what age uh, you knew that football was something that you would grow to love? Uh, my first time playing football I was five when I first uh, played flag, and then uh, I was seven when I first started playing tackle. And uh, I didn't really like it uh, at first. I only played because my uh, uncles and my cousins uh, uh, played, and they used to make me play. Uh, basketball was my thing. You know, I was crazy about basketball at the time, but uh, I was always a good athlete, so uh, I could play football, but I didn't become good at football until probably when I turned like 11 or 12. And then uh, when I got to high school, um, my sophomore year, I did good against some of the top players in the state and in the country at that time, and, uh, and that's when I had somebody actually tell me I had a future and uh, could play on the next level. All right, gotcha. So, so was there anyone that played a significant role in your decision to play football? Uh, I mean, if there was anybody, I have to say it was my grandfather. Uh, he played semi-pro uh, for the Negro Leagues back in the day here in Alabama. You know, he had a big, strong reputation on what he used to do back on, uh, you know, basketball courts, baseball fields, football fields, and all that. So, uh, and he used to take me to all my practices and, and uh, kind of guide me and kind of teach me how to play the game. And uh, so he, he was probably the biggest influence on me. But other than that, it wasn't uh, nobody in particular. All right. All right. So what are some life lessons you took from playing football? Uh, it's discipline. Uh, football is a, a sport that requ- requires a lot from an individual, you know, to, to form together on a team and make the thing work. Uh, so, you know, it teaches you responsibility. It teaches you, you know, discipline. It teaches you how to deal with, you know, real tough situations because, you know, in football, you're going to go through, you know, injuries. You're going to go through tough losses. You're going to go through, 
you know, so many ups and downs in your football career that you can relate to on in the real world as far as life and what you do outside of football. So, uh, you know, it was definitely a sport that kind of helped me, you know, become a man because, you know, I was raised in a household with a single mother and three sisters. So um, it kind of helped me have that, that, that discipline aspect and uh, taught me toughness and, and, and kind of how to become a man as far as, uh, you know, taking care of what you got to take care of while letting the next person know that they can depend on you and trust you. So, uh, you know, I kind of, I think my whole life is shaped shaped around about uh, what I learned from playing football. Cool. Now, I see you from Decatur, Alabama. Now, I'm from Troy, Alabama. Where you been from Alabama growing up, you know you got to pick between Auburn and Alabama for the Iron Bowl. Who did you rock with um, back then, Alabama or Auburn? And, it, and did you also see yourself playing with Auburn in the future? Uh, I ain't really rock with neither one of them. I used to always just cheer for the underdog. Um, most of my family was Alabama fans. There was a few Auburn fans, but yeah, we really went into the you got to be this or you got to be that just because we ain't had nobody in my family that played, uh, you know, at Alabama or Auburn, so we ain't really had no ties. Uh, but I used to always shit for the underdog, and then I had a homie of mine that was uh, from the same block as me and ended up playing at Alabama. He was four years older than me, so I used to go to his games, and he kind of used to uh, kind of guide me through, through the whole recruiting process and stuff like that, but... Uh, coming up, I wanted to go to Georgia, actually. I wanted to be a Bulldog because they had the same uh, uniform and colors as my high school, how ironic and, and simple that was. But, yeah, I wanted to go to Georgia. Okay. Now, I'm sure you were highly recruited um, in high school. Who were some of the colleges that offer you scholarships? Uh, I had everybody in the SEC except Florida and Georgia. And then I had um, Nebraska, Texas A&M. I had... Um, uh, Memphis, I had, uh, trying to think of who else outside, Louisville, uh, I ended up having like, it was like 18 to 20 scholars, 15 to 20 scholarships, I can't remember all of them off the, off the bat though. Okay, and what was that transition like from college to pro, to the pros? Uh, it was, it was smooth, I was lucky enough to, you know, go to a team that had some really, really cool veterans, uh, they really wanted to know, like, Hollywood type dudes, they was really laid back and just about their business, and they kind of helped shape me on how I went about my career, you know, I was around Robert Mathis and, you know, Antoine Bethea and Reggie Wayne and them guys, you know, they, they all solid dudes who kind of just, you know, teach you how to be a true uh, professional so the transition for me was easy I, like I didn't get hazed uh, wasn't nobody picking on me wasn't nobody hating me because I was a new draft pick or a new player on the team you know everybody kind of welcomed me with open arms even like Peyton you know he was one of the first dudes that come to me and gave me his number and was like if I ever need anything just you know to reach out to him so Indy was really a family like uh, family like organization so it kind of like help my transition was a whole lot smoother than uh, some other cats I know that that kind of had to go through it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now you got drafted by the Colts. Then you went to play for the Cardinals. Then the Ravens. What was the experience like to play for those three teams in the NFL? It was a cool experience. I mean, the the Colts, you know, had a history of winning a lot of games. Um, you know, going to the playoffs every year. You know, exciting team. Uh, going to Super Bowls. Uh, AZ was a rebuilding process, which, uh, you know, we kind of helped 
rebuild AZ and, uh, you know, get to title contending, uh, you know, becoming a title contending team. And, uh, you know, going to Baltimore is just the history. The history of the Baltimore Ravens is almost like no other, you know, with all the legendary players on defense and just how they carry themselves and how they looked at in the NFL. You know, they always have been looked at like bullies in the NFL, just, you know, the swag of the team, the colors, you know, and just how they carried themselves. So it was real cool to be a part of that too. All right. And if you could tell your younger self anything, what would it be? Um, I would probably say just be patient and enjoy it. Um, you know, when you're young, you get so caught up in, you know, the job, which, I mean, rightfully so, you have to. Uh, but a lot of times you kind of block everything else out and you just forget about life and you kind of just wrap everything around what you got to do in, in, uh, in football. Uh, so for me, per se, I think uh, I, I would tell my younger self just to be a little bit more relaxed, not take everything so serious as if, you know, everything you did, it was like your job was on the line, which, I mean, it's not a bad thing. But at the same time, you know, I wish I could have enjoyed myself early on. Uh, a little bit more than I did. All right. Now, I see you're a family man. You got a wife and kids. How did you balance playing football and being a family man? Um, it really went hard for me. I'm not, uh, I mean, my personality, I, I, I'm not a guy that, you know, go out 24-7. Um, you know, I don't like being in the limelight. You know, I'm a low-key, you know, state-of-myself type dude. So, you know, being a family man is like natural for me. That's just who I am. You know, I got two little boys that I enjoy being around and my wife as well. You know, we we enjoy, you know, being around each other and being each other's company, doing things together as a family. So, uh, you know, it was real easy for me because, you know, I'm a, I'm a homebody. I don't really like leaving my house anyway. So, uh, you know, just sticking around the family as much as I can is, is, is like really what I want to do. Ooh. Now, on April 14, 2017, you announced your retirement from the NFL after eight seasons. What made you call it quits after eight seasons? Uh, I, it became a struggle mentally, uh, just wrapping my head around, getting, getting ready to you know, start the whole process over again like you got to do every year. And I kind of told myself when I was young, uh, when I first got in the league, to whenever you know, it becomes a struggle in the off season just to grind and, uh, you know, get back to where you, where you need to get back. You know, I knew that that was me telling myself that it was probably time to go. And I kind of battled that for a whole year. And, um, you know, I was really mentally ready for the next step, you know, for my uh, new challenges and uh, just the next step in life. Uh, you know, I've been playing football since I was, like I said, five years old. So, you know, it's a lot of years dedicating, uh, you know, your life to one sport. And while I'm still young, you know, I'm kind of, you know, just ready for that next transition and, uh, you know, enjoy watching my sons grow. All right. And so out of all the coaches you played for, who was the most fun to play for? Out of all the coaches, um, you know, I have some pretty good coaches. I don't know if one was better than the other. You know, you know they, all, they all had different personalities. Uh, Jim Caldwell, when I was in Indianapolis, was real laid back, didn't raise his voice, funny, uh, really understood the players, was a, a, a player's coach, you know, a hell of a coach, a great man, man of God. You know, when I got to Arizona, Bruce Arians was, you know, like a, a firecracker. You never know what he was going to say. You know, he was brutally honest. Um, you know, he was one of those guys, if you was going to ask him a question, he was going to give you a 100%, you know, truthful answer, whether, you know, you liked it or not. 
you know, and players respected that. You know, he, he made you feel like he was in the locker room with you 24-7. But when uh, when you go to, you know, the Ravens, the Coach Harbaugh, you know, he's one of those guys that from the outside looking in, he looked like he's real tough 24-7. But, you know, he's probably one of the brightest coaches in the league as far as his knowledge of the game, you know, and uh, just knowing schemes and how, how to win. Uh, and that's all he's done since he's been in Baltimore is win. And uh, the winning culture there is really uh, part because of him. All right. And life after football, what are you doing these days since you're not playing anymore? Uh, I did a little coaching at high schools. Uh, got some mentoring uh, situations that I got going on. Uh, I got a team freeze uh, foundation that, you know, we're getting off the ground and trying to uh, pick up the brand and make it bigger uh, so it can be another uh, resource to the community here in Madison, Alabama, and Decatur, and North Alabama, period. So I got a bunch of little things, speaking engagements, just little, little things that make that, that just keep the schedule busy, but uh, not one in particular thing. You know that I got that's going on. Thinking about going to school and getting my masters. Uh, just a lot that uh, I just gotta figure out what I want to do and just stick to it. But right now I'm just kind of enjoying the family time and and uh, you know just enjoying retirement. All right. And my last question is, do you miss the game? Uh, I don't miss playing. I do miss just the camaraderie part. I do miss uh, you know the relationships that you build with. You know, the front office people, trainers, equipment guys, your teammates, you know, your, your friends on other teams, you know, traveling in different stadiums, you know, seeing the history in a different culture, you know, of uh, different cities. You know, it's, it's a lot of perks, you know, being an NFL player and just a professional athlete in general, you know, just because you get to meet so many people and network. So I probably miss that aspect of it as far as playing. You know, Sundays, I don't miss it. I kind of enjoy being a fan and uh, watching a game with my kid and, you know, rooting for certain guys and rooting for certain teams and actually knowing a lot of the guys that play. You know, it's kind of been cool just to sit back and watch. All right. That's cool, man. But, all right, that's all I got, Gerard, man. Do you have any shout-outs? Nah, I don't. I don't. Everybody just uh, stay tuned for Team Freeze uh, Foundation. Uh, we're picking up some steam and... You know, hopefully we can uh, get big enough when we move across the state where we can help out a lot of communities. So, uh, you know, just just stay tuned with that. That's what I got coming up. All right, cool, man. Again, man, I appreciate appreciate you for taking time out your busy schedule to be on my show, man. All right, no doubt, man. All right. This TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 45. Good morning. Welcome back to TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 45. Now I'm going to get ready to conclude the show, man. Again, thanks to former NFL cornerback Gerard Powers. Appreciate you for coming on, man. Um, excited about this one. Real quick, man, my social media platforms is uh, my Facebook is T-ENT Sports Facebook page. My Instagram is at Mr. Underscore T Underscore ENT Underscore Sports. My Twitter is at T Underscore uh T underscore ENT Sports. 
and my Gmail is tntsports14 at gmail.com. So please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions, want to shout out or anything like that. I'd be glad to do that for y'all, man. Again, I'm having a back to school drive in my hometown, Tri Alabama, in July. We came up with a date. July should be July 14th. I have more info coming out with the Backpack Drive first annual TNT Sports Backpack Drive. Um, so I'm looking forward to that as well, man. Also, RIP, rest in peace to my cousin, Reginald Barry, man, one of my biggest supporters. Uh, one of the biggest supporters of TNT Sports, man. Love you, cuz. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. I'm going to end the show with Gerard Power highlights. Um, and again, man, salute to Gerard Power for taking time out his schedule to be on my show, man. But hey, we're going to be out, man. This TNT Sport Podcast, episode number 45. Good morning. Salute. God bless. Y'all have a good morning.